We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Toby Altizer. Here in the Wendy's What's for Breakfast Hour. Wendy's. Breakfast Baconators for breakfast today. Maybe that hot honey chicken biscuit. Sweet. With a kick of heat. Make sure you do get the side of Toby, the potato wedge for our little potato wedge, and a Frosty Chino to boot. Yeah, you can get a soda, you can get a coffee. I like the Frosty Chino, but make it a combo this morning at Wendy's. Again, I'm Bart. That is Toby. 414-799-1250. You can tweet us 1250 AM. The fan plenty to get into today. We will, at some point, give you a full breakdown on Aaron Rodgers' new tattoo. First time he got inked. Seems like he's finally uh, no longer afraid of the needles. So we'll break down his tattoo in detail. We will hear from evil Mark Murphy coming up around 7.30. Talk more Brewers with you. We'll talk to our good goodest of buddies, Paul Emig. We got to talk a little football here. There's a... Bit of a trade yesterday. Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers. I got to ask you this real quick because I don't think I'm crazy, but who's better, Darnold or Baker? Darnold of the uh, 19 quarterbacks that qualify in terms of pass attempts in the last few years is like 19th in every category. Yeah. He sucks. Baker's better, right? Yeah, ba- yeah. All right, because Leroy and Gary were trying to tell me, eh, I'm not so sure about that. Like, what do you mean you're not so sure? What have you ever seen about Sam Darnold do that's good? You know, Sam Darnold had, didn't he start decent last year with Carolina? And people were like, oh, look at this, Sam Darnold. And then he got bad. And then, then they went and brought Cam back. And then they were splitting time. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, Darnold's not that good. So the Panthers now have Sam Darnold. They drafted Matt Corral, Matt Corral, Old Miss, and then now they traded for Baker Mayfield, which and they still have PJ Walker, former XFL standout. Oh well, I think the XFL might be calling PJ back pretty soon. <laughs> they also might be calling Sam Darnold. Yeah, man. But Baker gets traded, and the Panthers were a team that, at some point, they were going to trade for Baker or Jimmy Garoppolo. And we thought this back in March. We thought this during the draft. We thought this in May. We thought this in June. Now it's July, so July is when they finally want to activate it. I would say it's a decent deal for the Panthers. I mean, you're getting a guy in the last year of his quarter in his contract that was the number one overall pick, 
that needs to prove that he's worthy of another contract. This is a prove-it year in a contract year. So you're not signing him to an extension? I don't – well, I got to see how he plays first. But to get him just – so to bring him over, it's a conditional pick. It's like a – what is it, a fifth-round pick? A fifth that can go to a fourth. Okay. And then the Panthers, the guy's owed $15 million. Panthers are only paying four of that, four or five of that. And the Browns are still on the hook for ten. So the Browns are going to be paying Baker 10. Watson's not going to play. And then who's their quarterback right now? Brissett? Jacoby Brissett. Man. I was I was advocating that Baker should stay with Cleveland if no. it was up to him. No. And to have cuz the the Browns roster is better than the Panthers. Oh, 100%. But now he's going to Carolina. I'm not 100% sure though at this point if the Browns receiving core is better than the Panthers though. And that includes Cooper? Eh, I mean, you got DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore. I don't Robbie Anderson. I'm not. I don't. I don't have. I don't like Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. I think. I don't think he's that good. No, he's not. No, he's like a, and he's ne- he's never reached his potential. The only reason he's there is because Matt Rule coached him at Temple. Yeah, I don't think Robbie Anderson's worth even. I don't think he's that good. But DJ Moore's really good. Yeah, DJ Moore's really good. You got Christian McCaffrey and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I forgot about Amari Cooper over in Cleveland. But either way, like, I would have. There was no way if I were Baker Mayfield and you did all this stuff that I'm suiting back up for you again this year. So, you got a backfield now of Baker Mayfield and Christian McCaffrey with a combined height of eight feet five. (laughs) (laughs) Short jokes from two guys that are like five, nine, five, (laughs) ten. It's short joke for two guys who we have measured our hands and they're smaller than Kenny Pickett's <laughs> short jokes. I don't know. Uh, Baker in Carolina is interesting. So he's the starter. Do we agree on that? Yeah, one hundred percent. He's better than Sam. They're gonna. This is how they're gonna pl- play it out. They're gonna say, "Oh, it's an open competition between Baker and Darnold." No, it's not. Baker's a hundred times better than Darnold's ever been, and so Baker's gonna win this job. Um, so they probably were like, because you wonder, like, why didn't they do it sooner, maybe? But at some point, if you're the Panthers and you're just like, look, we can get this guy here. It's going to cost us at most a fourth. The Browns are paying for him. We might as well just do it. Yeah, I think for Baker, I think for the Panthers, awesome deal. If you're the Browns, I don't know that I can say it's an awesome deal when you trade a number one overall pick from not that long ago. For not a whole lot, because it's not like it's a number one overall pick, like that was just a complete bust, right? He, like he actually played for you, he actually took you to the playoffs, and all you got one year playoff game. All you got at best is a fourth rounder, but you're the ones that created this whole situation by trading for Deshaun Watson, right? So the in essence, what might happen is in two years when Deshaun finally gets back on the field and. Plays well, maybe we'll say a big deal, and the Browns kind of won all this. But right now, Panthers really benefit from the Browns kind of doing whatever shady stuff they're doing. The odds favor Baker Mayfield being the starter in uh, Week 1, minus 400. The odds do not favor him being the starter in Week 1 of 2023. And we'll talk about the long-term ramifications of this. What's interesting is the odds for the Panthers to win the Super Bowl before the Baker Mayfield trade 
were 125 to one. So long odds. After the trade, they're 130 to one. They're worse. The odds to win the NFC were 50 to one. Now they're 60 to one. The sports book says rules going to make this an open competition. Most likely either way, adding Mayfield only creates more headache and drama off the field. He does not make this a better team. You could argue the whole package makes the team worse, which is why we've reset the odds. That's from Dave Mason, a uh, friend of show with bet online. I don't know that I agree with that though. Well, with their, their, so they're the thing with Baker, Baker gets a lot of this, like he's a headache. But is he though? No, but that's like I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is a headache. Odell's more of a headache than Baker. Yeah, I never thought that Cam Newton was a big headache. I think there's well, I mean, sometimes these guys like are a little bit of a headache, but more of it is sometimes the media calling a guy a headache is actually bigger than the actual headache. Yes, exactly. Baker Mayfield doesn't cause you any problems. He's not causing any division in that locker room. Colin Kaepernick didn't get another job, not because people were worried about him coming. They were worried about the throng of media yeah. that was going to be there. And so they're like, oh, Kaepernick's a headache. No, the media covering would have been the headache. That See, that's that's the headache. That's making it a bigger deal than it needs to be. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's not causing any problems. I mean, what's more of a problem, Baker Mayfield being on your team or – your quarterback saying, I'm seeing ghosts. Is Rodgers a headache? Rodgers is a bigger headache than Baker. But even that's probably media-driven, too. Because- but the media but the media likes Rodgers again. Because he's good. And he got a really weird tattoo. Yeah. Did you hear my joke? I did. I did. Yeah, I said, now. now that, was a pretty, now you- that, was, that was a pretty easy one. Pretty low-hanging fruit. I stole it from Twitter, even. I didn't even think of it on my own. Mm-hmm. I saw it on Twitter. I was like, No, oh. I mean, I don't blame It's a good joke. It was about a needle. Now he's It's okay. a simple joke. Now, now it's a good one. A, now he'll get a needle. Now he put the tattoo. The tattoo. We are going to break down the tattoo. We're going to look at the tattoo. I don't want to look at it ever again. <laughs> I'm going to describe it for you. No. How do you describe it? Weird. <laughs> Someone said... Uh, Rogers went in and said, "Can I get a tattoo of Kyrie Irving's brain?" <laughs> <laughs> it's all over the place. We'll break this down in a minute. We we're talking about it. We're gonna break it down in a minute. I get Brick first in West Dallas. What's up, Brick? Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, bud. Uh, did you see the uh, the Instagram post that the Browns made of thanking Baker Mayfield? Like a bunch of different like pictures of him. No like collage. No, they t- yeah they tweeted. Thanks, thanks, Baker, and then like a little an art piece of like collage of photos of him, and I just I died laughing. I thought it was hilarious because that's like you have a girlfriend that cheated on you and dumped you, and then a year later posts like a memory of like oh what a great time at the beach, and it's of you and her when you took her on a date to the beach. Yeah, like they're the ones that started this. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> and they're like oh thank you so much. Like he's been there for like. Like when Peyton Manning got traded from the Colts or left the Colts, it was like a, a huge thing because, you know, the, no, like, I mean, yeah, Baker's probably the best quarterback they've had in a long time, but it, they kicked him to the curb when he's, like, arguably still in his prime for a guy that's not even going to play half the season, if that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think Watson plays at all this year, honestly. I don't, I don't either, but, I mean – I would like it if he didn't play at all, but I don't have that much faith in 
the NFL in terms of, like, doing the right thing. So it's going to be like, oh, well, if, if he only, you know, misses half of the year, we can still make a lot of money off of him playing because then everyone's going to talk about it more. I don't know. We'll never, we'll never see it. But I still think that a, a Baker Mayfield-led 2022 Browns team is, uh, is very good and competitive. But we'll never see oh, it I now. Agree. We'll never know. I agree. I think. I mean, that's a pretty stacked roster, and he, you know, he's he's not perfect, and but he's better than Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It was. Just, I, I I think this this is just a weird situation, and the Browns just Browns gonna Brown. You know what I mean? Browns gonna Brown. Brown's gonna Brown. All right, you gentlemen have a good day. I won't keep you any longer than I have to. <laughs> Thanks, Brick. You keep us as long as you want, buddy. Brick, 414-799-1250. could tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan. So the Super Bowl odds for Baker and the Panthers went down. You don't agree with that? I don't know what their record would be. I was listening to some of uh, my new favorite show, the Zach Gelb Show, and my guy Ryan Hickey was the host. All right? He produced for me on Friday. He was hosting. And then, yeah, your best friend. Yeah, and then Gelb called in to talk Panthers. So Gelb called in to the show and... Ryan Hickey said that he thinks the Panthers are going to go 9-8 and eight and be a playoff team, 7th seed. Yeah, I don't see a reason that they are not going to be competitive. Baker Mayfield is way better than Sam Darnold. Baker Mayfield is the reason that the Browns are even a legitimate franchise at this point. Because he helped them turn it around to the point where they would consider going to get a guy like Deshaun Watson. And you're just going to say that acquiring a guy like that for next to nothing is actually hurting a team? Totally disagree. No, I think it'll help them. I don't think the Panthers are going to be a playoff team, though. I'm just pulling up the standings from last year. So I'll go, I'm going to look through every team. Let's start at the bottom. Are they better than Detroit? Um, yes. Yeah, but I still think Detroit's going to win six or seven. Are they better than the Giants? I'd rather – I think the Giants – I'd rather – I think they're going to be okay. Uh, I'll take them over the Giants. They're better than the Bears. Bears are going to win three games. Bears are going to be the worst team in football. Uh, they're better than Atlanta. Better than the Seahawks. Better than the Seahawks. Washington? No. Or are you are, are you bought in now since – They're not better than Washington. Washington's probably going to win nine games or so. Ten well, games. Well, okay. <laughs> All right, so – Washington fans on Monday, and then Washington fans today, because what happened was Terry McLaurin gave a press conference, and he talked to... I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> every every Washington fan since Monday is now giving two or three more wins no, to Washington. No, I've been saying nine because or ten... Because of McLaurin. I've been saying nine or ten wins the whole time. McLaurin's like, hey, I got Carson's back. You know, we want to win a Super Bowl. You've been saying nine or ten wins the whole time for Washington? Yes. They're not that good. So they're going to be a playoff team. Yes. The Washington Commanders are going to be a playoff team. We they, are Commanders. Ba, 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 ba. They won seven games last year. They won seven games the year before. And last year, the defense took a huge step backward, and Taylor Heineke was a quarterback. Well, the Panthers, the Panthers are not going to be a playoff team. Packers, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Rams, Vikings. Uh, then you got the Niners, Cardinals, Eagles, Saints, Washington. 
I'd take the Panthers over the Packers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd take Baker over I, Aaron. I, I think the Commanders are the best team in football. You want to break down this tattoo? No, I don't. I well, sorry. So Rogers got a tattoo, and he put out it put it on Instagram. He's it's very on his proud forearm. Yeah, so we're gonna see it. Is it on like the inside part? Yeah, I do think that's a cool place to get a tattoo. If you're getting one, do you have any tattoos? No, I have mine. What do you have? You want to see it? Uh, not particularly. Where's <laughs> I, it at? I don't have a tattoo. Okay. Me have a tattoo? I'm scared of ants. What would you get a tattoo of if you were gonna get a tattoo? Uh, I was I. You know, a lot of people do like Chinese script. Yeah. I always used to say that I wanted to get Chinese script. But then the translation would be, this is a tattoo. (laughs) Where would you get that? I don't know. Because tattoos are forever, dude. I know. I think I would tattoo. Some people tattoo like a wedding ring. Yeah. I would do that. I don't think that's a terrible idea. I would do that. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I would get. I don't know what I would get that I care enough about to get a tattoo. You're not going to go full Mike Tyson. Like I, I thought no. I thought uh, like when I was 18, 19. I thought, well, if I got a tattoo, maybe be a Packer helmet on my ankle. Could you imagine if I had a Packer helmet tattoo on my <laughs> ankle? <laughs> would you get it with yellow? Yeah, it'd be, oh, it would be gross. so lame. And then I'd meet my wife, and she'd be like, eh, I'd be like, oh, by the way, I have this tattoo of a... You're just always wearing a sock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> covering it up. Yeah. My dad got a tattoo. Really? Of a, a Fondy Cardinal that was I thought it was going to be... I th- oh, I thought it was going to be the names of all of his kids except for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think my mom got a tattoo. My mom got a little butterfly tattoo, like on her wrist or something. I mean, it's so small that it's like, I don't know. You can see it in their new book, WTH. Welcome to tattoos. Um, no, I don't. I don't think I would ever get it. I mean, could you imagine if even if I got that tattoo? This is a tattoo. That'd be so stupid. Hey, some people get some pretty dumb tattoos. Well, some people look good with tattoos. I think like. If you get your whole body tattooed, it's either like you got to go, you got to go, no tattoos or a lot of tattoos. Uh, I disagree on that. Well, I'm thinking of like wrestlers and athletes. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes people get just like one, and it's like, all right, well, that's not too too bad, and then they take it too far. Roger's tattoo here. I, I do not like it. I don't know what it is, but it is ridiculous. Roger's tattoo. Is and you've probably seen it. It looks like so it's a big circle with two lines looking at each other. I gotta look this up again. It's two lines. Well, people are trying to say one's a actually a bear and then a lion, and then there's a no, they're both, ocean. They're both definitely lions. For the Vikings crusade. So it's a big circle with an eye at the top, like the Illuminati eye. Then there's two lions looking at each other. So the guy got lions tattooed on. That's weird, right? Because he plays. No, don't don't overthink this. One screaming at the other. 
Then there's like constellations or something. Uh, wait, constellation, constellations, Con- there's constipation. Like, there's like contractions, uh, and then there's uh, like a sunset, and then there's like a fan. <laughs> two plus signs, and then whatever that stupid thing is at the bottom. Yeah, the whole the, the two plus signs bring it all together. You can't get that two without the two plus. It's certainly one of a kind. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one that has this tattoo and that'll ever want this tattoo. Uh, I don't I don't agree with that. How long do you think before somebody that's a Packer fan gets the same tattoo? <laughs> no idea. Honestly, do you think it's today? Pro- someone's probably doing it. Some there's, there's somebody Horvath's probably already in line yeah, getting Horvath. the tattoo, and it's not even just going to be the tattoo. It's going to be the tattoo of Roger's arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an arm. I saw this tweet yesterday from Big Packers Four X on Twitter. It said, "So Aaron Rodgers got his beautiful long hair, got a dope new tattoo. His girlfriend is a witch and is going to have a top ten defense. And you expect me not to have high hopes for a Super Bowl?" <laughs> My God. <laughs> uh, Bruce City says, the tattoo is nice. You guys are haters. Yeah, there's a there's an attractive, like, it's a, it looks good. If the, if this is what you like, it looks, like, it looks, sure, fine, it looks good. I, I don't think I would ever, like, I would never wear that on me. Brick said you need a tattoo of a lawn chair with police tape on it. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> Your Bucks Championship Parade chairs. How long before Cheesehead TV makes stupid shirts with this and tries to sell it? Those grifters. Today. Um, and then Rogers on Instagram is like, there's a deep and meaningful story and connection to absolutely oh, without a doubt each there. element of this art piece. If there weren't, I'd be disappointed. Because if you didn't have deep meaning to this, this would be the stupidest looking tattoo ever. And he's like, I'll share a little more about that one day. Okay. All right. So now we're all waiting on bated breath. Are we going to announce that on McAfee, too? Like, well, what's the plan here? <laughs> yeah. Did he even say anything on McAfee yesterday? I know he went on there. Uh, He said that there could be some growing pains for the offense, mm. but we already knew that. Yeah. And he was on by phone. He wasn't on video, so maybe he doesn't want us to know where he is. Well, maybe he didn't. Maybe the tattoo was actually messed up, and he oh, didn't yeah. want people to see it. Maybe he's still healing. So, yeah, Rodgers got a tattoo. First tattoo for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and this is a big story. People always say, Aaron Rodgers could get a tattoo and it'd be top story. Well, it is. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, we are breaking down Aaron Rodgers' new ink. Well, I mean, it's like anything I've ever seen before. I want to know what it means. I want to know what he thinks it means. Because think... it could mean anything. You could get this tattoo and you could say it means something. Like the two lions could be. I think the lion on the left is supposed to be the Detroit Lions. Yeah, that's what growling I at him, mm-hmm. and then Aaron Rodgers is the lion on the right that just looks so undisturbed by mm-hmm. the fact that the Detroit Lions are a joke. Yeah. Notice how there are no bears because the bears are non-existent in his universe. Uh-huh. The C represents the Vikings, yep. and how there's no ship there is because he sunk it, mm-hmm. and the one I is because he's only won one Super Bowl. Wow. See, it can mean a lot of things. Like, he'll probably say, the lions represent the battle within me between the chaos and the stoicness. And the eye is how, even when our eyes are closed, our 
our our like physical eyes, we're never truly blind to the world we see. And the the stars and the constellations are just a reminder of how small we are in this large universe. But then the ocean means, well, I just like water, so. <laughs> did you hear uh, Florio break it down? Uh, no, I did not. What did he have to say? Florio's breakdown, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, is not real, I'm just saying. Uh, well, so the I means that he is, that, that there is an I in team. That he's all about, he's all about himself. The lions mean he'd rather be anywhere than Green Bay. And the water means he'd like to send Lafleur out to sea like he did McCarthy. That's the Florio breakdown. I think pretty accurate. <laughs> I should tweet that, huh? <laughs> 414-799-1250. Evil Mark Murphy coming up. There was a mailbag again. So we have to tell you what the team president is thinking, including a bombshell he dropped. We are in the waning years of the Mark Murphy era. More on that coming up next. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I was just telling someone yesterday, I have to run my own board. I can't work from home. I have to run my own board because I am the technical master. And then there was dead air. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Toby Altizer. Wendy's, the place you want to go this morning. Plus, if I don't leave the house, 
And I can't stop at three different Wendy's on my way home. Which there are on the route that I take. Wendy's, they've got the hot honey chicken biscuit combo for you. They've got the breakfast baconator combo for you. A lot of great options at Wendy's. Make it a combo. Get the potato wedges. Get the coffee or the drink. The Frosty Chino is what I would recommend. And if you go later today, they still do have the Strawberry Frosties for you. A new column posted on Packers.com. Mark Murphy is out with a Q&A. And so what happens is Mark Murphy takes questions from readers, from Packer fans around the country, and he answers them on the website. He does this once a month. But the questions and answers, the answers are very, I think, very by the book. I don't think we really get the true indication of what Mark Murphy's trying to say when he answers some of these questions. So what we do here is we bring you the question and the answer, and then we bring you what evil Mark Murphy, what the real Mark Murphy would really like to say. Uh, There are five of them. Toby, are we ready for the first question from uh, Mitch out of Eureka? Yeah, are we sure this isn't our boss, Mitch? Uh, Mitch from Illinois, yeah, could be. (laughs) Helping us with content. (laughs) Is he sending questions to Mark Murphy on our behalf? It is possible. All right, this from... Mitch in Illinois. Now, are you going to do an impression of our boss, or are you going to do... I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not. All right. <laughs> I'd have to workshop that if I were going to do it. I'm not going to. I'm curious if there are any plans in the works to have another concert at Lambo. You know, he calls Tim Shea Rub-A-Dub. <laughs> He's like, how's your boy Rub-A-Dub doing? <laughs> Love All right. it. All right. I'm curious if there are any plans in the works to have another concert at Lambo. I thought prior to the pandemic, there was talk of having concerts every other year. Uh, Mark Murphy says, you know, I'm often asked about future concerts at Lambeau, Mitch. We've had several over the last 10 to 15 years, and they've all been well-received. As you know, the pandemic threw a wrench in our plans the last two years. Our goal is to have one large non-Packers event in Lambeau every year. This year, we're fortunate to be able to host the soccer friendly between Manchester City and Bayern Munich on short notice. I anticipate we'll have concerts in the future. The challenge is finding the acts that are available in June so that the weather is good and we have enough time to get ready for preseason games and that can fill a stadium the size of Lambeau Field. Please know I am pushing hard for a Bruce Springsteen concert. Also, we have recently held two smaller concerts at Titletown and we'll have another one as part of kickoff weekend. idea, Mitch. And like every other white guy aged 35 to 85, I love Bruce Springsteen. So this gives me the opportunity to tell our board, which is up for re-election, ha ha ha, to please get me Bruce Springsteen. It's about time that Lambeau Field holds a concert that the main audience will be white people 35 to 75. We haven't had one of those since Toby Keith, Jason Aldean, the other guys we've had. I want to see Bruce Springsteen come to Lambeau Field. Oh, I love Bruce Springsteen. I Just like him, I was born in a dead man's town. The first kick I took was when I hit the ground. You end up like a dog that's been beat too much Till you spend half your life just covering up. Born in the USA, 
I was born in the USA. I got into a little ho-tom jam. So they put a rifle in my hand, sent me off to a foreign land to go and kill the yellow mech. Can I say that? What is this song about? Hey, wait a minute. This song's not about patriotism. I've been fooled all these years. What the heck? Anyway, <laughs> that was uh... interesting. <laughs> interesting, Mark. This is a question from Jake. Came back home to the refinery. The hiring man says, son, if it was up to me. Went on. We play this at. We play, like, this is not a patriotic song <laughs> at all. Yeah, I don't know. I've only heard it a few times. I haven't I mean, actually paid attention to any of the lyrics, though. He calls that guy. Yeah. Question from Jake. I have no doubt some people will confuse the Mark Murphy who played for the Packers that Cliff Crystal wrote about with you. I'm guessing you will get a whole lot of, hey, I didn't know. Uh, dot, dot, dot. Uh, Mark says, absolutely, Jake. Mark and I get confused for each other all the time. I often receive letters from Packer fans congratulating me for my great playing career with the Packers and asking for my autograph. We just forward them on to Mark in Akron, Ohio. <laughs> I thought Cliff Crystal's article on Mark was excellent. He really had a remarkable career. An undrafted rookie out of West Liberty State to become one of the finest safeties in Packers history. He played 12 years with the Packers. 147 games played at the time more than any other safety besides Willie Wood. Mark has had a long career as a teacher and football coach at St. Vincent St. Mary High School. One of his best players, you may know him, a young wide receiver named LeBron James, who decided to focus on basketball after playing football and basketball in his junior year. Evil Mark Murphy. <laughs> Quit confusing me with that ass bag, Mark Murphy. The guy was bald. I'm not bald. He played for the Packers. I play for the Redskins. Can I say that? And oh my God, Cliff Crystal is still alive? I had no idea until I read that article. LeBron James. More focused on China than the NBA. Can I say that? <laughs> Got another one? Yeah, this one's from Bruce in Los Angeles. I like the fact that they made it so that my job's pretty easy today. Here's a question from Bruce. How's the revenue for international games divided up? Yeah, these are some really short questions. <laughs> yeah, usually I... I mean, last time I had to read that crazy question from that one woman in Appleton, was it, or something? Yeah, you read a question about how the Packers are racist because they didn't draft a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the, yeah. the Packers printed that yeah. at Packers.com. At least Bruce from L.A. just gets straight to the point and says, how's the revenue for international games divided up? Uh, excellent question, Bruce. For years, the international games were considered home games for the host teams okay uh with the move to 17 games and with the requirement that each team will have to give up a home game to play internationally over the next eight years 
the games are now considered neutral site games. This means that all of the revenue is considered league or national revenue and is split 32 ways. The league reimburses the clubs for all their expenses, though. The thought is that over eight years, this will even out for all of the teams. That is the question that I have answered for you, and uh, that's about it. (laughs) All the teams have to go on these jets and go overseas, and the Packers get the profit. And now this year, they're sending our ass to London. I'm actually looking forward to it. That's all I have to say. I don't have to be evil all the time. Turn the music off. Wow, Wow, that one just sounded like Mark Murphy. Yeah, it's almost as if I didn't have anything planned for that question. (laughs) This one is from Mark. So we probably should have skipped it. I probably should have just told you to skip it. <laughs> that would have been a good idea. Yeah. This one's from Mark in Bettendorf. Is that Iowa? Bettendorf. Yeah, IA is Iowa. Yeah, I don't know. Iowa. As a new stockholder, I notice board members are forced to resign or retire once they hit the age 70. As president and CEO of the Packers, does this pertain to your position too? Do you have a date in mind for your retirement? By the way, did you know you have a doppelganger on the PGA Tour, Tiger Woods? <laughs> <laughs> no, Podrick Harrington, actually, is what he says. Oh, thanks for the question, Mark, and thanks for purchasing a share of stock in the Packers. I hope to see you at the shareholders meeting on Monday, July 25th. <laughs> You're right regarding our board members. They go to emeritus status when they turn 70, and I'm a member of the board, and the policy applies to me. I will retire on July 13th, 2025, when I turn 70. The organization's executive committee has started to make plans for the process and timeline to find my successor. It has been an honor and a privilege to serve as the Packers president. I plan on making the last three years as successful as possible with multiple Super Bowl championships. I have heard from others that I look like U.S. Senior Open champion Padraig Harrington. Uh, Unfortunately, my golf game does not resemble his. First of all, I look nothing like that ass bag, Padraig Harrington. Second of all, I'm going to tell you now that I'll retire, but I'm never leaving this post. If the members of the Supreme Court get to rot in their chairs, then I should be able to as well. So I'll say all the nice things, but you just wait. I'm going to pull a Jay Leno and Conan O'Brien the hell out of a guy like Elliot Wolf. I will never leave this post. The next president of the Green Bay Packers will be the rotting corpse skeleton of Mark Murphy. I will die in this chair. I will rot in this chair. Flowers will sprout from me in this chair. Teenagers 50 years from now will rob my grave in this chair. I'm never leaving. I'm never 
Leaving! See you at the stock meeting. Wow. Mark. This one from Dan. Very defiant. Very. This one's from Dan in Minneapolis. As you contemplate the next couple of decades, what do you think are the potential risks to the viability of the Packers as an NFL franchise based in Green Bay? I don't ask this frivolously, as you know, but many younger fans may not. Green Bay has historically had some risks to continuation of its association to the NFL. Given the stadium upgrade, the competitiveness of the franchise over the last 30 years, revenue sharing, is there anything on the horizon that is of concern? Thanks, as always, for answering, as you have taken a few of my questions in the past. And thanks for continuing this column monthly. Wait, so Mark just keeps answering questions from the same guy? Yeah, from Dan in Minneapolis. They're boys. So I think I know what I have to do. I gotta, We got to start sending questions. Yeah. Uh, great question, Dan. I agree with you regarding our younger fans. All they have seen is success on the field, and Lambeau is packed with fans. In the early years of the Packers, though, the survival of our franchise was at risk. Our six stock sales, the first three especially, were to ensure that the team survived and stayed in Green Bay. As I look to the future, I think the biggest risk would be if the collective bargaining agreement and league revenue sharing changed dramatically. Fortunately, as we have a long-term agreement in place with our players, as well as long-term agreements with the broadcast networks, we should be good. Also, I think the vast majority of owners believe that the league's revenue sharing policy works well for everyone. Uh, another risk would be if Lambeau Field starts to deteriorate. Fortunately, though, the risk is low because of the annual maintenance work, on average $15 million a year, that we do at the stadium, as well as the other major renovations we have done at Lambeau over the past few years. Oh, hey, Dan! Thanks for the history lesson, by the way. Hey, I just found out Cliff Crystal's still alive. Otherwise, I'd offer you, offer you the position of team historian. Check your mailbox for a medal for being the smartest historic Packer fan there is, Dan. I'll tell you one thing about the long-term viability of the Green Bay Packers. If you're a real American, you need to start rooting for the Packers right now because we are the last chance to keep the NFL pure because you know what's going to happen? You see the Broncos sell for a couple of billion dollars. You're going to see more teams sell for billions of dollars. You know who has billions of dollars that they're willing to throw around? The Saudis. And there's going to be a time when all of the teams, 31 teams in the NFL, are going to be run by Saudis. And there'll be one team left run by Americans. And that will be the Green Bay Packers. And you're going to all make fun of us because of our stupid pieces of paper. But that's what's going to keep us entrenched here in America as we take down the Saudi Patriots and the Saudi Bears and the Saudi Cowboys. It will be the Green Bay Packers, the America Packers. So make fun of our precious stock sales. But we're the one thing saving the NFL from not being American. Born in the USA, you ass bag.
1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Toby Altizer, our goodest of buddies, Paul Emmett, coming up at 815 for some mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some feedback to the Mark Murphy bit includes this tweet. Bart, the bit has jumped the shark. Bart, please stop doing evil Mark Murphy. Bart, I don't want to hear evil Mark Murphy ever again. You know why? I made fun of country music fans and white people. I understand. I got to know my audience. I understand. So this Brewer game yesterday, uh, that was not, you know, Brewers Cubs. Brewers Cubs still packs a punch, right? And they jack up the prices on everything. And saw a bunch of Cubs fans there. And, you know, the, you see all these Cubs fans there. I Like during a day game, a weekday day game, I don't know, it's it was families coming up from Chicago area or Cubs fans. And the crowd was, you know, the crowd was good. I, it's the weekend games that get all messy where people come up here looking to fight. And, you know, every time you go to a different city, it it's almost like what you're, I feel a little different now that I'm older, but when I would go on these other road trips, like when I went to St. Louis, when I was 22 to watch Packer game, I can't tell you how much property I vandalized and destroyed. <laughs> I mean, not like bad, but like, you know, you tackle a mailbox or throw a garbage can. Look, I I I only share this because I've matured. And I'm and I'm I'm warning the youth. Youth youth is wasted on the young. I believe it. It's true. That phrase is so true. Now, I just found out too though if we're going to Buffalo for this Packer game. Sabres have a home game that Saturday night. So Saturday I can watch Sabres and the Blackhawks. And then on Sunday I can watch the Packers and, and the Bills. But, you know, it was, a, it was a friendly atmosphere yesterday. It wasn't like a playground for a lot of these people. It was, hey, let's go see a ball game. Let's go see our beloved Cubs, even though they're terrible, but they won the series. That being said, there was they announced 32,000. They announced 32,000 people in the stands. There were not 32,000 people in the stands. I don't know if more of them were just kind of like bouncing around or hanging out or checking out the ballpark, but there were not 32,000 people in the stands. The whole like fourth deck was open. Uh, right, uh, no, left field was pretty open. But I think they, I think that on a whole, uh, baseball attendance is kind of down. This season, I don't think that's a big issue. I don't think it's a big like, oh, what do we need to do? You know, yeah, things have gone up a little bit price wise, and uh, people are still trying to figure out what they're trying to do with with a bunch of stuff. And maybe there's not as much disposable income, you know, hanging around as as there was. So I'm not like stunned about that. Plus, there's still thirty some thousand that they announced. So those tickets sold. Those tickets did sell. It's just, you know, I, I'm used to – I haven't been to a Brewers-Cubs game in a few years. I vowed never to go back a few years ago. And then I went back yesterday, and there were a lot of empty seats. There were a lot of empty seats. Now, the good seats were obviously taken, but there are a lot of empty seats. Now, I'm going to go on Saturday with my uh, family. It'll be my kid's first game. I don't – like, I'm not going to sit down, barely ever. We, we bought tickets to get in, to get the giveaway, and then we're going to walk around and show them stuff and – you know, so while they say thirty two thousand, you always look around when they announce the attendance, and you're like, "Oh no, there's not thirty two thousand. The lines for all the kids stuff was full. 
I mean, the line for kids to race down the first baseline or to throw a pitch or to hit an at-bat, like it was full. Like he couldn't move down in the right field area. So there were a lot of people there, I think. You know, I, I just think that thing that's the difference with baseball. I used to think that you go to a baseball game, you watch pretty much every pitch of the game. Even if you're like, you know, imbibing or whatever. But a lot of people go to the game just to go to the game and just to be like, I'm going to the game on Saturday. Essentially, it's it's us going to a park. We're going to a park. I take my kid to parks all the time. We're essentially just going to a park. That's what we're doing. And we're going to walk around. So they'll announce us in attendance. We'll be in attendance. But we're not going to be sitting down. I'm not, I don't, I'm not watching much of that game. So I don't know. I think that at first I saw, I heard the attendance and was like, wow, there's not a lot of people here. But I think a lot of people were just enjoying the, the ballpark more than maybe they were uh, enjoying the game. And, you know, in, in the regular season with 162 games, that's going to happen. But I'm sure the Brewers don't care as long as they get you in that ballpark. Oh, no, you're walking around the concourse buying food. But you know what I did buy yesterday? I bought chicken tenders. I bought chicken tenders for nine bucks. You get like nine chicken tenders. I almost thought they gave me too much food. So I, I think I found a good deal at a at a brewer game. And then I was going to buy a bag of Cheetos, and those were $5. So I went with the chicken tenders. We're going to talk to Paul Emmett coming up. More on the Brewers. They lose to the Cubs next on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 